Hi. 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 Hello. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about, I'm curious about building open, authentic, loving relationship. I'm curious about jealousy. I'm curious about polyamory. Does it just mean that you're fucking all the time? How can I tell my parents that my partner is already married? I'm curious about... How do you know when you're too busy to have another relationship? I'm curious about dominant and subordinate relationships. I'm curious about sexual health. How can relationships can evolve with people evolve as they grow and change? My TED talk at some point is going to be like, why, why infidelity was great. <laughs> Welcome to the Curious Folks Podcast, for those challenging the status quo in love, sex, and relationships. My name is Effie Blue. And I'm Jacqueline Misla. And today, we're talking about how to have a thriving monogamous relationship. I know that many of our episodes talk about or share the perspective of people in non-monogamous relationships, and it is absolutely our intention to challenge the standard perceptions of partnership. And we have a lot of love for monogamy. We think that monogamy is fantastic for those who thrive in that structure. Yay, monogamy. I actually do have a yay monogamy dance, which you can't see right now. <laughs> I should just like make a reel or a TikTok of it, but I do have one. <laughs> yes. I am so pro monogamy. I, I would watch that. I would like to see <laughs> I would like to see the dance. And then we have to talk about what inspired the dance. Yeah, no, I mean, I was in monogamous relationships for most of my adult life and my current construct actually has monogamous aspects to it. I am polyfidelitous in my particular construct. That means that I am in two parallel relationships. So I switch back and forth between two homes and two partners. And each partnership looks pretty monogamous, except that there's two of them. <laughs> but apart, apart from that, like if you're looking at it, it, it their monogamous relationship is just, I have two monogamous relationships. So I know, I mean, I know the feeling of wanting to feel safe and ha in a closed relationship. I know the feeling of being feeling stuck and bored. I know what it feels like to want structure and freedom. Like I, I've been in the monogamy space. I see the value of it. I've been in the stuckness of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think same. Spent many, 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 many years doing a horrible job on being in a monogamous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, being there, done it. Honestly, I think whether you're monogamous or non-monogamous, relationships can get hard. And I don't yes. think that it is necessarily about the relationship structure, but how it's working for you. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I mean, monogamy is great as long as it's working for you. Non-monogamy yeah. is great as long as it's working for you. It's really yeah. kind of that simple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I think the, the conversation that we're going to have today is important because we're going to be leveraging your concept of relationship by design. And that is for every type of relationship. Mm -hmm. But we will put the monogamous spin on it for all of our monogamous folks. For sure. Yeah. So if you're in a monogamous relationship or want to be, good for you. If you're in an open relationship and have a core partnership or monogamous characteristics to your relationship like Jacqueline's, or if you know monogamous folks, even though it's not for you, but you want to be the supportive friend, the supportive people in their lives so they can have thriving relationships, then stay tuned. We are going to dig right into that after this break. 
So recently, you and I have been sharing some <laughs> some wild <laughs> stories on Patreon. We have. Absolutely. I think it's like those days when we used to have actual events and they were like the main piece of the event, the workshop or the, mm -hmm. the moderated panels. And then, you know, we'd get to the social side and we started having like one-on-one -on -one conversations. I feel mm -hmm. like the smaller audience of Patreon reminds me of those conversations that they yeah. were like more intimate, more insightful, yes, more personal, definitely. funnier. Things that we just like wouldn't share on stage <laughs> for some reason felt good sharing in like smaller groups around after the events, like after hours conversations. Yes. No, it's true. I mean, I recently told the story on Patreon about how I used to wash, rinse and repeat technique yes. on more than just my head. And it's such a great story. And if you want to see a <laughs> clip of it, just just a tiny clip, just to get a glimpse of it, jump on our Instagram and you'll see we just like put a put a tiny little glimpse on that. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I can tell you, it's not even the most hilarious part of that story. So <laughs> just letting you know. That's true. I mean, I wanted to say shiny and bouncy and damn free. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's exactly your point. If you've missed that story and you did not hear it, then first, you're not following us on Instagram. <sighs> we dropped the sample, a teaser, if you will, in one of our recent posts. And so head over to We Are Curious Foxes on Instagram, click the follow button and never miss one of my embarrassing stories <laughs> ever again. And if you want to hear the whole story, along with a lot of other things that I probably should not be revealing about myself, then go onto patreon.com and search We Are Curious Foxes. Patreon is what makes this podcast possible. We're able to have these conversations because of your encouragement and financial support. So number one, don't use <laughs> conditioner on anywhere where you're <laughs> Number two, we need to be Instagram friends so that we can stay connected and you can get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes and hear fun teasers from Effie and I in our after hours. And then number three, support us on Patreon, where you not only get these amazing stories, you get episodes before the general public. You get access to a million workshops and trainings that we have filmed over the years. And then this year, you're going to get some fun little gifts sent to your door. Mm. What more can I say? How exciting. So find us online and indulge your curiosity. Okay, so let's talk about monogamy. Yes, I am ready. Okay, so let's talk about modern monogamy, which is kind of what we are set out to do here. And the mm -hmm. reason why we're going down this modern monogamy path is because monogamy used to mean one person for life. Mm -hmm. These days, we mean one person at a time, which is yes. slight, but important take on an old concept like monogamy. Mm -hmm. And I think when we say that, when we say, okay, we are saying one person at a time, I think it is worth asking one person for what exactly? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Because the lines seem to be, when you think about monogamy and non-monogamy, you can mull it over and I think have all the conversations. I think it really ultimately gets reduced down to kind of two main axes. Right? The lines that delineate monogamy seems to be sex and intimacy. So it's mm -hmm. one person at a time to have sex with and to be intimate with. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we kind of have to think about that, right? If that is the case, if we're really saying what defines a monogamous relationship is sex and intimacy, we kind of 
how to have a good understanding of what we mean by sex. Mm -hmm. We're going to dive into that. And what we mean by intimacy, Mm -hmm. what we mean by that, right? Because intimacy is even more mushier than sex. So, because we have close relationships with friends, intimate relationship with maybe coaches, inseparable siblings, like intimacy is already in our lives. Yeah. But there seems to be a line where it becomes pertinent to a core relationship. So like, where's that line? Yeah. And that you, to your point, that line is much more blurry, right? Like if Mm. we're talking about traditional sex and if one is thinking about intercourse in this moment as sex, I know the actual moment, (laughs) right? (laughs) When the line is crossed, like there's an actual like, whoop, something is inside. Oh, okay. So now, right. But when it's emotional and it's just flirting and then it starts to be feelings and then Mm. start like, oh, that's so much harder. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. So let's start with the seemingly easier one, (laughs) right? The seemingly easier. Let's start with sex, right? So monogamy, non-monogamy. The main difference is who you're fucking, right? If it just gets reduced down to that, right? So let's talk about fidelity. Fidelity seems to be the cornerstone of monogamy, right? And it's an interesting idea because fidelity is always spoken when we talk about monogamy. Fidelity Mm -hmm. actually means faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief demonstrated by continuing loyalty and support. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. And actually, I'm going to pause you. You said we talk about fidelity in monogamy. I don't think we do. I think we talk about infidelity Mm. in monogamy. But I actually don't think that we ever talk about what it means to have fidelity in a relationship. Yes. I completely agree with you. What does faithfulness to a person cause or a belief demonstrated by continuing mm-hmm. loyalty and support mean to you? Yes, right? I love the demonstrated part. Exactly. What does faithfulness mean? What does loyalty and support mean? What does that look like in behavior, right? Not mm-hmm. just in thought, but in behavior. You're absolutely right. We don't have conversations about fidelity. When we do... Mm-hmm. It's merely reduced down to sexual fidelity. Yes. Right? Are mm-hmm. you having sex with one person or more than one person? In fact, right. that is, even though I think fidelity, definition of fidelity is so, so beautiful and so, so right for a relationship or relationships, actually, because you mm-hmm. can have faithfulness to more than one person. Mm-hmm. But I don't use it in my practice. I don't use that language in my practice. I use integrity instead mm-hmm. because it often in the context of relationships, especially monogamy, it gets reduced down to sexual fidelity and loses its beautiful, nuanced effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all true. So when you are thinking about monogamy, mm-hmm. you do have to take a moment, ideally more than a moment, but at least a moment, <laughs> to be true to yourself and ideally communicate to your partner how important is sex and sexual mm-hmm. fidelity to you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to start with defining what sex actually is, mm-hmm. right? The societal prescription, the easy answer is, as I love to talk about it, is hard penis and a wet vagina is what <laughs> we mostly mean when we say sex, often, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that is, but is that right? Right. 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 Or two wet vaginas. 
What about you? What about two crossing a boundary? Are two yes. her penises considered crossing a boundary? Are three or four like what? Right. Yes, exactly. Right. Is penetration where you cross? Okay, is sexting with no intention of meeting them ever? Is mm-hmm. cheating? Does that is that mm-hmm. fallen? Is that sex? Mm-hmm. What about cam girling? Right? What about what about being on the other side of a laptop and working with a professional? Is that sex? Is that mm-hmm. is that kind of sex okay? Right? Yeah. What are the boundaries around what you think sex is? And is there anything that falls outside of those boundaries that is sex, but actually okay in a monogamous relationship for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So in this moment, close your eyes and imagine these scenarios and see what is coming up for you. Is your partner flirting with someone cheating? Is that crossing the line? Is it kissing? Is it fantasizing about someone else? Is it touching them? Is it is what is the thing where you are like, all right, now we've gone too far. Now mm. I'm gonna get mad. You know, we throw cheating around loosely, and and it's only after we think that someone has crossed the line that then we name that that line was <laughs> was there, right? <laughs> right? right. And so yeah, so step one to modern monogamy is figure out what cheating is what Mm -hmm. fidelity means, what integrity means to you, and Mm -hmm. then find out if you and your partner are defining it the same way. Yeah, it's so, so important. And also, since you're doing some imagining and your eyes are freshly closed and you're putting yourself (laughs) in those situations, would those boundaries change if your partner was including you in those things, right? Mm. So is it okay if your partner is is camgirling on their own and then now you come going with them to mm. suddenly does the boundaries change? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're both at an event or party and the decision is that you're both going to flirt with other folks mm-hmm. and then get that stirred up energy and bring that home. Like, right. Mm-hmm. What is the thing? What is? Yeah. And I would even add, does it change if you imagine yourself doing it versus your partner? <laughs> Yes. Because it does for me. The idea of me kissing other people, that sounds great. <laughs> the idea of my partner doing that, not so much. And I think what makes it even more challenging as we're talking about crossing the line and knowing where the line is and defining the line is, what if you do all that and you have the conversation with your partner and you realize that there is a gap between mm-hmm. the kind of sexual intimacy or sensuality or kink that you want And then what is available in your relationship? Mm -hmm. Are you clear? Is there a conversation about how you can meet your needs Mm -hmm. while still being in integrity based on the boundaries that you and your partner have defined? Exactly. It's nuanced and it's ever changing. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yes. And it's absolutely pertinent to get that stuff right. Because that's exactly where relationships start to struggle from. And it's in these misalignments or Mm -hmm. the ignored conversations or Mm -hmm. the assumptions, right? There are so many Mm -hmm. assumptions that are made when you enter into a monogamous relationship because monogamy is heavily prescribed by our society. We see it from our, most, most of us see it from our families to TV, to our feed, to Disney, to Hollywood. Like the idea of monogamy is everywhere. And most of us hold an ideal of monogamy mm-hmm. and make a bunch of assumptions as we go into a monogamous relationship. That's yes. m- most people enter monogamy. But even in the examples that you have shared, 
we see what monogamy looks like from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. So like the end of the movie, they get together and yay. Mm-hmm. And like, Happily ever after. See, right. Yeah. How they are doing the monogamy. So mm-hmm. we know monogamy exists. We know that mm-hmm. that is, you know, for society, the preferred way of being. Mm-hmm. But what does that act? Right. Then it doesn't show after they go home how right. they have the conversation about, well, actually, I want to be flogged and you don't. So how are we going to meet that need for me? Like mm-hmm. that conversation we don't see yes. in the Disney movie. For sure. And so I think that it's about defining, but then also realizing that you may define something and your needs will go past that. And what is appropriate to do with that besides mm-hmm. ignoring your needs? Right, right. Exactly. And I think, I mean, sex pieces is, is, is definitely one that is important because it's mm-hmm. kind of a tender spot. But at the same time, like you can be monogamous and sleep in different bedrooms, right? Like yes. there's so much that is assumed about monogamy that you yes. are monogamous, you and you married and you have to be under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Do you? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that do you? Is that is that is that yes. a must? Is that the only way you define? My vision is to have two different houses yes. with like a bridge that joins. Absolutely. I mean this. I'm gonna manifest it. That is my <laughs> dream. Yeah, I don't want my own room. I want my whole uh, whole ass house and a bridge I that agree. then goes to. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like finance is another area. Like there's so many mm-hmm. areas of our lives when we apply it to monogamy. We just make so much assumptions and make those leaps without right. really having those conversations. Right. Yes. And yes. another, you know, and another big area and that's up there with sex is this idea of intimacy. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about intimacy. One romantic partner at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Right. What does romance mean to you? What does intimacy mean to you? Like intimacy, intimacy, you see, right? Mm -hmm. What does it look like maybe in friendships, right? So like I would say you and I have a very intimate relationship, Mm -hmm. right? At one point, this intimate relationship has an impact on your Mm -hmm. other core relationships that Mm -hmm. it needs to be a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say you're monogamous and at what point you need your partner to be like, hey, there's this person that you really need to know about or like, mm. how, wh- what is that conversation like, mm-hmm. right? And people have intimate relationships with friends and mentors and coaches and siblings and, mm-hmm. you know, people that you would pick up that phone at 3 a.m. in the morning and go and help them out or yeah. the first person that you call when you hear something that's you know exciting mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. like when my dog died i called yeah. you you stayed up on the phone with me until i fell asleep yeah. like it doesn't really get more intimate than that right yeah so yeah. when does that have an impact on your monogamous relationship yes right? yeah emotional intimacy i think is is really hard when famously now <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there was infidelity in my relationship mm-hmm. which sparked actually me joining curious <laughs> yes. and my ted talk at some point is going to be like why why infidelity was, was great. I think that's <laughs> <talk>. yeah. <laughs> why infidelity but, rocks. <laughs> but in that case, it wasn't it wasn't a physical breach. Mm-hmm. It was an emotional breach, right? My my partner fell in love with somebody else and, and did not tell me about it until mm-hmm. after it happened. And that that felt like a line. But we also did not talk about that. We weren't mm-hmm. like, hey, don't fall in love with somebody else mm-hmm. and not tell me. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not okay. Mm-hmm. But there's so many moments that lead up to that that moment mm-hmm. there's to your point there's something exciting i gotta call this person they said something that's so funny oh, i want to mm-hmm. hang out with them more oh i'm starting to flirt with them oh no i'm starting to think about them more. like all of those moments mm-hmm. and 
one can't be in integrity and either talk about it or shift and do something differently unless there is a conversation around Mm -hmm. what is the distinction between appropriate, I'm using air quotes, Mm -hmm. intimate emotional relationships based on the definitions that you have in your partnership Mm -hmm. and then what crosses the line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think how you want to feel in your relationship is a really important conversation to have, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Do you want to feel safe, secure and grounded and predictable and all that? Like, you know, this is the spectrum, right? Or do you want to feel it's a space for adventure and exploration and experimentation Mm -hmm. and, you know, risk? Mm -hmm. You know, is that the space that you want? Is a space where you you feel like you're going to learn and grow and Mm. do like personal work and Mm -hmm. that's going to be the main focus? Like you do need to also decide how you want to feel in that relationship and how are you yeah. going to maintain that feeling? Yeah. You know, how are you going, how are you going to, what are the things that you're going to do together to maintain that feeling for those in it? Yeah. You know, right. And, and as that evolves, as your right. needs evolve, as your desires and wants evolve. So all of this kind of, and we're going to keep sharing more, but continues to be under the bucket of what is it that you need and want, like doing that self-assessment And then seeing A, if you're getting that in your relationship and B, if you are even defining it the same way or Mm. they want the same thing out of the relationship. Because even if you're in a monogamous relationship, you are not going to get all of your needs and desires met in Mm -hmm. that partnership. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just name that. Not every single emotional need and friendship need and intellectual. It can't. It just can't. That's too much Mm -hmm. pressure for one person. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get that from friends and coworkers and family. And so then how do you know when when an emotional line is crossed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the important thing is, what are the values that are important to you mm-hmm. that needs to exist in a core monogamous relationship so that mm-hmm. you can feel satisfied with that relationship? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what are the core values that you can't abandon to be in a relationship with somebody? Mm-hmm. Because over time, that, that abandoning that value is going to feel like abandoning yourself. Mm. so you need to be super clear super honest Mm -hmm. both with yourself and your partner like these are the values that are absolutely essential to me this is what it looks like for me in order for me to have these values fulfilled values to stay in integrity with this is what it looks like right and then you need to co-create that environment you co-create that relationship and work at it and to keep going back, keep checking in yeah. saying, are we in line with the values that we agreed? Am I still, do I feel satisfied? Yeah. What does satisfaction look like in a relationship? Right. Yeah. And that's not about your partner. That's about the values again. Yeah. That I think was the hard part for me. So step number two to modern mm-hmm. monogamy is to define intimacy, right? I hear you saying, determine what makes your monogamous relationship unique, figure out what you're creating together and then how do that as it evolves. And that's the piece that, that has been hard for me over time because people change and needs mm-hmm. change and desires change and all of that change feels scary. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you feel like you and your partner are not changing together Mm-hmm. And this is not a monogamous problem or a non-monogamous problem. This mm-hmm. is just people being in connection with people problem. Mm-hmm. But I think back to my monogamous marriage and all of the small moments when I felt a shift in me mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to talk about that feeling mm-hmm. without shaking what we created. 
Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I suppressed it and suppressed it until it erupted like a volcano. Mm-hmm. And then, frankly, that's behavior that I brought into my monogamous relationships. And so in the past, I would hold on to stuff longer than I should because I was afraid of the conversation. I was afraid mm-hmm. of the consequences. And so it was not something that I wanted to bring up. I, it was something that I was avoiding. Mm-hmm. Again, it just shows, though, right, that's you in a monogamous relationship and then it's you in a non-monogamous relationship. And in both cases, you're still struggling with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. Like, I'm not picking on you. I, yeah. I am the same. The things that I struggled in my my marriage or the things that I struggled in my consequent uh, monogamous relationships and then initially my non-monogamous relationships, because it's not really about the relationship structure. It's really mm-hmm. about me and mm-hmm. me not knowing what my values are, what my priorities are and what I need in relationships and how to ask for that and how to Mm -hmm. creatively figure out how I'm going to get those needs met and then honor the same process for my partner or partners right and that that is the piece that needs to change for I think for all of us to have satisfying relationships regardless of their structure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is why we need to have regular check-ins with ourselves first and foremost we need to keep that inner connection going and that feedback loop am i satisfied what are my needs what are some of the ways i can meet those needs what if i don't meet those needs are they just going to pass or are they just going to become more and more pertinent and claw at me and and you know is going to disrupt it's going to become disruptive right yeah 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 yes i appreciate you saying that because i i think that if there had been at the time structured moments where we were did check-ins, right? So if we knew, if I knew every quarter, every month, every anniversary, whatever it was, like we're going to have this conversation, Mm -hmm. then there would have been a space for me to share. Yes, with flip chart paper. Of course. (laughs) I didn't even need to say that that because that should be assumed. (laughs) (laughs) But there would be a space for me to have that conversation without me having to bring it up and say, we have, I have something we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's that moment that feels hard. It's the approaching and being like, oh, we got to talk about this versus if there is built into our construct Mm -hmm. moments and points where we know we're both going to sit down and talk about the evolution of what we need and how our our relationship that needs to evolve. Mm -hmm. I think you're spot on that. I think two things, right? One is it works on both sides. It's for people who feel like they are not going to have things addressed, right? And they're they're in a conscious state of anxiety because they feel mm-hmm. they're not going to be heard. And they battle with this idea of like, you know, I want to talk about things all the time because mm-hmm. I just don't, this is going to be my only time. And there's anxiety around, am I going to be heard? Am I going to be seen? Mm-hmm. And then that sometimes develops into, why are we constantly talking about our relationships? I mm-hmm. definitely hear that, especially people who are transitioning into non-monogamy. But I think in monogamous relationships, people just get stuck mm-hmm. around a certain topic and that's all they talk about for a while. And that becomes claustrophobic and annoying for people, right? Yes. So having set regular check-ins just alleviates issues across the board. Mm-hmm. For people who struggle to have conversations and bring things up and, and sort of assume the worst and, and really struggle with the idea of conflict, mm-hmm. all the way to people who feel they're not going to be heard. So they want to just make sure they say all the things all the time until, you know, mm-hmm. someone's fed up of hearing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So having regular check ins, monogamous, non monogamous with yourself, first and foremost, and mm-hmm. with your partner or partners, it's just important, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like that because I think it it gives us permission then the intention that we know we're going to evolve and just 
asking the simple questions, right? So step number three to modern monogamy, check in regularly. <laughs> you know, I now I know I asked the question, how are you feeling about our relationship pretty mm-hmm. regularly now? And, mm-hmm. You know, certainly anniversaries and New Year's, but just in a regular moment of connection, I can ask, you know, are you still happy? Is there some part of you that doesn't feel seen or realized within Mm -hmm. this relationship? Is there anything that you need that you're not getting? Are there changes that you would like us to consider? Mm. There, There are some questions now that I've learned over time are important to ask or to have structured, like Mm -hmm. we're going to go through these bullets when we do these check-ins because it gives both of us an invitation and permission to be able to share things, even if they're scary. Absolutely. And I think even like broader questions that are self-reflective, like what does happiness look like for you these days? Mm. Right? Are you still happy? Oh, that's beautiful. What what does happiness look like for you these days? Like what what are the things that are going to get you that and keep you that and nurture that feeling of joy yes it's just space for the person to self-reflect and share and then see oh okay so this is what happiness looks like for you this is what happiness looks like for me like well how do those how do those two ideas sit together play together right feed each other nurture each other you know yes completely that actually really resonates with me my wife and i had a similar conversation recently because we have very different ways of unwinding at the end of the day Mm -hmm. she you know we both work really hard long hours both on zoom conversations all the time and she unplugs by watching the news Mm -hmm. and catching up from the day (laughs) which Uh is the actual opposite Opposite. (laughs) (laughs) i read i read a few new york times headlines and articles in the morning just to like make sure i know what is going on in the world and then i avoid everything else And I either do something creative or I do something mindless. I'll be on TikTok or I'll be painting or something that is way away from the news. So what Mm -hmm. ends up happening is we're in two different rooms. Mm -hmm. So we're in two different rooms all day during the day. And then we're in two different rooms in the evening Mm -hmm. because we we do things differently. And so we've had to have that conversation and say, Mm -hmm. okay, how do we interrupt? How do we give space for that? And when and how do we interrupt that Mm -hmm. so that we just don't ever see each other? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think those are so so important. And I think, again, Mm -hmm. the reason why people don't have this conversation is a couple of things. One, again, default settings, right? Monogamy has default settings. They are very, very clearly put out there in all these all the different channels Mm -hmm. but they are just default settings right you still get to fiddle around with them to make them fit you yeah so one is like you assume that's just what monogamy looks like right Mm -hmm. and our imitation is does it right or even that even when you're saying that's what it looks like what is that again what is cheating yes what is falling in love with someone else like what what is that yeah do you know what that is for you do yes. they know what that is for them do you know what it means for each other yes. like what is the that that we're saying monogamy is exactly i think it's just it's important that there is nothing it's absolutely nothing you know i can't say this enough i am a big big advocate of monogamy if monogamy is right for you yeah. go forth and be monogamous and have these conversations define monogamy for yourself be super clear be on the same page with your partner and make sure you're thriving and and continue to tell each other what thriving looks like for you Mm -hmm. and to see how all of this stuff aligns yeah yeah i agree so before we wrap up i do want to address one thing that does come up 
And it is this idea of monogamy being natural or not, right? Mm. So there's like so much rhetoric out there. People are saying monogamy is not is not natural. And some people are like, it's very, very natural. It's evolutionarily. We're programmed to be monogamous. Mm. And there's other people saying, absolutely, there's no way monogamy is natural. I just want to address that because it really doesn't matter if monogamy is natural or not, mm-hmm. right? Someone with a perfectly healthy libido can choose to be a nun or a monk and feel entirely satisfied. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter whether monogamy is in your DNA or if it's a choice. The important thing is you just don't have to settle for the default, right? Yeah. You get to choose how yes. you want to be in a relationship Yes. And as long as it satisfies you, as long as you feel like it is calling you, it's where you're yes. meant to be, yes. that's all that matters. The yes. conversation around monogamy and all monogamy being natural is really, really irrelevant because yeah. we're as humans have transgressed natural states many, many years ago. So mm-hmm. just something for you to consider out there. Yeah. The definition of and the implementation of monogamy has evolved over centuries and even during our little lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So you do not need to be held to the changing whims of society. You yes. can choose to design a relationship where you yes. and your partner can have your needs met, desires met, and where you can yes. evolve and where you can thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't define it, it will be defined for you. Or you. Yeah. If you if your vision is want to be in a monogamous partnership and maybe be a parent and be a homeowner, you know, all the things or even I mean, nowadays, I don't know who can own a home, but. If you want to have an apartment, <laughs> you can share right. hole. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever the vision is, just having that name of a partner or parent is not enough description of what that means. And if you don't define it, Instagram is going to define it for you. Yes. Right? Your yes. friend's representation of who they are as a partner or parent is going to define it for you because then you're going to think, oh, that's the standard. That's the thing I'm supposed to be. That's the thing we're supposed to be. So screw all that. <laughs> Change the noise, right? Mm-hmm. Tune down all of the things and then get quiet with yourself. How do you define it? How do the two of you define it? How are you, what are you going to create together? I love that you said that earlier. What are you in partnership going to create mm-hmm. together? Yes. Exactly. Really think about that relationship as a third entity that you're mm-hmm. both co-creating together. It is not your partner. It is not you. It is the thing that you're working together to build a container that is going to hopefully withstand the humanity of those in it is going Mm -hmm. to be flexible and squishy Mm -hmm. and ever expanding so you can change and you can grow or you can shrink for a little bit and and go into a cocoon and do what you need to and that the relationship itself is there in service of you Mm -hmm. so that you can thrive based on whatever you need yes in service to you, that mm-hmm. is not, I don't think it's a way that I have thought about relationships mm-hmm. before that it, number one, I mean, I, I, I've certainly thought about it, that it is something outside of me, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've thought about it as something that is in service of me, that mm-hmm. it exists and in service of my partner or partners, that it exists to support us to, in whatever way we need to be supported at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think creates a shift in the way 
all of us should be thinking about how we're defining things. How are our definitions of what we want in relationship built to serve us and our partners? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So in summary, Mm -hmm. monogamy is fantastic. (laughs) If that is what you want to do and that structure enables you to feel safe and seen and thrive, then go forth and be monogamous. Your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not your kink, Uh, people. Monogamy is great. We mean it. It is. It's great. It's great. And second, be sure that you and your partner are defining monogamy in the same way. Right. You can you take some time to define what fidelity is, what cheating, what integrity means to you, and then find out if you two have shared definitions. So, for example, how much physical or emotional intimacy do you need at the moment? And if that evolves, then what is available to you in your relationship and what is not? And how do you get those needs met? Just have the conversations. Write those things down and make sure that you are spending time thinking about how to intentionally design. And then number three is you can actually forget about whether you're monogamous or not because designing a relationship is the same no matter what the construct. So get clear together beyond just love. I know you say this all the time when people are like, you're like, why are you together? And they're like, because we love each other. Wah, wah. <laughs> wrong answer. <laughs> it's not the wrong answer. It's just not enough of an answer. But yeah. yes, I do like to keep a buzzer around and just wah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Your wrong love answer. does not matter. <laughs> um, I already say yeah. that like that. But I but sometimes. <laughs> right. But certainly loving each other. It's important in the relationship, but that's not enough. Right. It's not enough. What do you want to create together? What do you, you know, what is it that you want to build together? And to do that, then we have to have regular check-ins with yourself, with your partner, because people change, circumstances change. The relationship needs to grow and shift as well in service, to your point, in service of us in those changes. And then if, you know, if you can't meet some of those needs in your relationship, where do you go? You do it on your own, with friends, with family, with strangers, whatever whatever the thing is that allows you to be aligned in integrity with your agreements, then do those things, right? So define, communicate, meet your needs, evolve, repeat, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> go through the cycle again. Yes, yes. I think I don't want to end in a, a sad note. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's also worth adding right to the end that you might not be getting your needs met. And that happens. And it might even be with the person you you love dearly. And non-monogamy can be an answer. Or it might just be that monogamous relationship is not the answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think you do need to think about those things. And sometimes the people that we love aren't the people that we're most compatible with. And that is mm-hmm. a sad truth. But it is a truth. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to add to that, I think that I have tried to continue to introduce myself to my partners over the years because the person who they first got into partnership with is not the same person that I am now. Mm-hmm. So so that person that you're with and that relationship that you had may not be the right one. It doesn't mean, though, that you can't have a better relationship with that person mm-hmm. in your yes. evolved state. Because uh, honestly, if you're feeling like you're not getting me to, I'm sure 
that they are feeling the same way. Yes. And that you all just haven't talked about it. And maybe there is alignment around the things that need to shift. But both of mm. you have been too scared to say it because you didn't mm-hmm. want to rock the boat and, and shake the things and upset the kids. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So agreed with you. This may not be the thing that works for you, but it may not be the structure. So non-monogamy is not the answer to an unhappy relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure we know that. And this particular relationship might, might, might not be right for you, but maybe it is. And maybe it's just about getting clear and discussion and evolution. True that. So if you want to share your thoughts about monogamy or talk about the concepts that you heard today, then head to Facebook and join our Facebook group. That is where we go to have the conversation. And if you want to keep up on upcoming episodes and share your curiosities about the topics, first follow and like this podcast so that we can continue to arrive on your phone each week. And then follow us on Instagram where you get sneak peeks of the upcoming episodes. And then, of course, very special place in our hearts for our Patreon members. Deep appreciation for your support. And it is because of you that we can do all of the things that we do. So go on to Patreon, support, but then get behind the scenes footage and mini episodes and millions of, it's not millions, it's like 50, but a lot of educated-led <laughs> workshops. Um, so go to Patreon at We Are Curious Foxes and then let us know that you're listening by reaching out to us directly. You can send us an email or a voice memo at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com or you can record a question for the show by calling us at 201-870-0063. This episode is produced and edited by Nina Pollock, who we are quite faithful to. Our intro music is composed by Dev Saha. We are so grateful for their work, and we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Then, oh, stunned? Stay tuned. That should say stay tuned. Oh. <laughs> Like then stunned. Be stunned. Be, then, stunned. <laughs> then be absolutely if you stunned. You monogamous friends. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Commercial over. Commercial over. You did it. Curious Fox Podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. curious. Stay curious.